This is the Birth, Baby, and Life Podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're talking about how to really enjoy your birth in episode number 133. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life Podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am so excited to have a guest on the podcast today. My guest is Sarah Prince, and she and I are going to discuss how to really enjoy your baby's birth. Sarah gets right in there and talks about how to really tackle some tough topics, how you can tackle some tough topics, like are you worried about the pain of labor? And I don't know about you, but I certainly had this nagging feeling when I was pregnant with my first baby and even found it resurfacing some with with subsequent babies that maybe I just wasn't good enough. Maybe maybe I just couldn't do it somehow. Couldn't make it through natural birth. If any of those things are things that have come to you, you definitely don't want to miss this interview because Sarah really, really gets deep into that and tells you how to not only overcome, but how to thrive and get to the point where you are ready to enjoy your baby's birth. With that, let's go ahead and talk to her. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am really excited to have a guest on the podcast today. Uh, Today we're going to talk to Sarah. Sarah Prince helps mothers prepare for the natural birth that they desire without any added confusion or frustration. She's the author of How to Relax During Childbirth, Three Simple Steps to Ease Tension and Enhance Joy, and teaches mothers through the Confident Mother Natural Birthing Course, as well as the Natural Baby Birth Intensive Program, how to give themselves the best experience possible. As a mother of three boys that came within three years, she learned a lot really fast and loves sharing her secrets with like-minded moms. Hi, Sarah. I am delighted to have you on the show today. Hi, I am so excited to. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Now, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah? How, especially, how how did you get interested in birth? Oh, sure, absolutely. I'm a thirty-something mom, and you said uh, before I've got a few kids, and I, you know, I never thought, kind of growing up, that I would expect to have natural birth I think as moms we don't think about it till all of a sudden oh man I'm pregnant I need to figure (laughs) a couple of things out right Uh, yeah I had you know I had nurses in my family that were labor and delivery nurses and I would hear these like horror stories of of these moms that try to have natural births and I'm like that's not the way it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm and i like, no, that's not going to be me because um, I went to school for uh, engineering, actually, biological engineering, so I knew a ton of physiology and biology and all of these things that our bodies can do, and I'd, I'd heard fantastic stories from these women of fabulous experiences, and I thought, you know, There are billions of women in this world that have been doing this for thousands of years. And so why can't I, (laughs) you know, it it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the, the, the terrible circumstances that sadly are all that we hear about. And so I just kind of 
set on my own journey. I I didn't have a mom that could teach me how to birth naturally, but that didn't deter me. And so I just, I hit the books and I, I tried to figure out as much as I possibly could and I made it happen. Um, but it was a huge struggle at first, which is unfortunate, which is why I try to help moms make you know, make it a little bit easier on them because it shouldn't have to be so difficult. And you do, and you do the same, which is great. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I totally, you know, I was there too. It's like all of a sudden, okay, this baby has to come out somehow. And you know, <laughs> yeah. just you're right that the culture, you know, culture doesn't really support women trying to have a natural birth today. Now, one of the Mm-mm. things that I know you feel passionately about is helping moms understand how does, you know, how does fear impact birth? And I think I think that's like a big part of this cultural message that we get. Like how does fear impact birth or culture reinforces that? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely, because it's it plays a huge role and and we're we're practically trained from birth to to picture this this circumstance of having a baby as we should be scared of it, which is terrible because we absolutely shouldn't. And, um, you know, and when we, when we visit our doctor or we watch the movies, you know, they all kind of portray, you know, well, we need to prepare for the worst circumstances possible. We need to let you know that, you know, if all of this goes wrong, this is what can happen. And it's, it's really terrible. And, uh, and we and if if we have horrible periods growing up that just hurt, we think, oh my gosh, well labor and delivery has to be yeah. sometimes worse, right? Which yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and it's not always true. And and we, it's yeah, it's just, I could go on and on about that, <laughs> but it is really sad <laughs> because it actually is not is not true. Uh, the awesome thing that moms don't realize is that our bodies and our brains, they are flooded with endorphins and happy hormones during pregnancy and especially during birth and afterwards that are meant to provide pain relief and meant to make things feel good. And they're the same sort of endorphins and and hormones that are associated with love and kindness and intimacy and, you know, a runner's high, when, when you hear marathon runners talking about getting a high from endorphins, uh-huh. it's the same, it's the same thing. But how our brain works is so interesting because we have all of these neurological pathways inside of our brain that are connected to all of our, uh, the rest of our body, right? And what happens is, these same pathways are the same ones that control pain versus pleasure or fear versus excitement. The same brain pathways and the same areas of our brain are lit up with and and have activity when these certain emotions or or things are going on. So let me give you an example. If this is a totally new idea to these moms out there, it was it blew my mind away when I first learned about it. Let's say you are going uh skydiving right are you going to be nervous <laughs> i would be yes <laughs> or scared to death ready to pee your pants right um yes so imagine you're going skydiving 
the parts of your brain that are making, you know, giving you the heart palpitation, making you nervous, you feel the butterflies, your, your blood pressure increases, uh, that same part of the brain is also giving you that huge rush in the middle of the skydive and at the end when you feel so good, right? Say yeah. you finished skydiving or you've just gotten off of a roller coaster and you're like, holy crap, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Those same feelings and, and triggers that are happening inside of your body, it's the same with birth. So if you are, well, let's go back to our skydiving example. The fear beforehand versus the rush afterwards is controlled by the same mechanisms in your body. And once you realize that and apply it to birth, the fear you may have beforehand is the same mechanism that's going to give you that elation and joy throughout and afterwards. And it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be nervous. We all are. No, no big deal. That's totally okay. But that is your body telling you that it is preparing you for something magnificent and you have everything you need because you can absolutely make it feel good. You just have to be aware of that, recognize it, and choose to take those steps in spite of being scared, in spite of being nervous or afraid. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I just, I really like the analogy that you use, and it's just, and I like the way that you said, you know, that magnificent experience, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, it's just so true, the nerves and everything that lead up to giving birth, and then you get in that experience, and you're moving through it, and especially that reward afterwards, it's just, yes. I think that it's fascinating to think that it is the same things, that it's the same places in our brain that are lit up. And I guess, you know, I guess if if I were thinking at it about it as, okay, I'm a mom preparing for my birth, and you just shared that with me. And so that's exciting to me. But my next question is, okay, so how can I make sure that these butterflies and things that I'm feeling now, this nervousness and even a little bit of fear, because you mm-hmm. just told me that, you know, this is an either-or thing. So how do, how during my my birthing time or during labor, do I make sure that that's transforming into this runner's high kind of thing and not staying with the, oh, my gosh, I can't believe (laughs) I'm doing this. What did I get myself into kind of a feeling? Sure. Sure. Well, I want to clarify. You said either or. And it's not necessarily, you know, all 100% fear or all 100% excitement. You can still have both. You can still be experiencing both to a degree, but it's what you choose to focus on the most and be intentional. Yeah. And what you are intentionally wanting to experience is what matters. So what a, yeah. Does, does that make more sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that makes me feel better because I can think, you know, okay, I don't have to go into labor and be totally cool with it. It's, it's okay if there's still a little bit of butterflies there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, like I said before, when a mom, when she recognizes that, here are some of the things that she can do. I mean, the the earlier, the better, of course, in preparing for birth. But then even even in the middle of labor and delivery, all of these 
little simple tricks can apply. So what a mom can do is simply break down why she may be afraid of what she's fearing. Because when we understand the root cause of why a mom may be afraid to give birth, she can then recognize that, oh, my gosh, this is totally okay, and then move forward with with some other things I want to mention, too. So let's – I what I – this is an awesome exercise that I walk moms through a lot, and, the, and everyone listening at home can absolutely do this, too. What I want you to do is think about your number one fear. What is the main reason – that the main thing you are scared of in having your baby. Most of the time, it's pain, right? Most of the time, yeah. the, a mom is scared of what she's going to feel. And, uh, again, because of that false information that we've been fed our whole lives, right, of, of how painful it's going to be. So if you write that down, let's say, okay, I'm afraid of the pain of birth. Then we're going to walk through an exercise called five whys, and you're going to repeatedly ask yourself, well, why? Why am I afraid of the pain? Think about that, and then the first thing that comes to mind, maybe it's because, you know, I might not be able to handle it. I I might not be able to handle it, and then I'll end up having an epidural, which is what I don't want. Okay, great. Move again, and then ask yourself why again. Why are you afraid, or why do you not want to have an epidural. Why do you think you won't be able to handle it? Okay, well, perhaps a mom wouldn't want to have an epidural because, oh, that means I haven't had a natural birth and that I failed. Okay, why? Why do you feel that failing at having a natural birth is negative? What does that mean to you? Why, why is that? Why are you afraid of that? She may think, okay, well, why do I feel that way? Because it means that I'm not good enough to have this baby on my own. And, okay, why why do you feel that being not good enough to have this baby on your own is, why are you afraid of that? And she may think that, you know, then it means that I just, I'm not worthy of this baby. And, and this can kind of go on and on and on. But what mm-hmm. you want to do is kind of ask yourself this question of why and dig deeper and deeper at least five to seven times. And usually right around there is when a mom will realize that a deep, a common deep fear that we all have is that we're not good enough. Yeah. Which is, and once we realize that, <laughs> yeah, I want you to take a step back and just say, oh my gosh, this is complete garbage. These deep fears we have that we're not good enough that are going to lead to to a terrible birthing experience, we all have them, but they're absolutely not true. Why would we have these divine abilities that we've had since birth through thousands and thousands of generations of life, why would we be given all of the tools that we need to have these babies without doctors, without hospitals, without drugs, why would we be given all that if we weren't good enough to have them in the first place? So it's yeah. not true. Yeah, but Can you see that? Yeah. yeah. That's I I mean I think that's really profound. And I like mm-hmm. the way that I like the way that you encourage, you know, the mom who's listening especially, you know, encourage her to really dig down because we can say, oh, you know, well, 
you were designed for birthing, but when you dig down into it to really get at the core mm-hmm. and then think about the fact that, you know, like you said, asking that why question, it really makes you question why was I, you know, why was I created with all of this that I need to have, you know, that all my foremothers have had. And it's really, yeah. I think that's really profound and encouraging. Yes, and exactly, and that's why I have, that's why I love this exercise because we also know deep down in our core that we absolutely can do this because of the gifts that we have. And so once a mom has kind of confronted the fears that she has, that's just one example, but she can do it for, you know, any fears that she's got, I want her to look at that and then realize, okay, yes, I may be scared of this. Yes, I may be insecure about this. But she can still set those fears aside, make space for them, because they, we may not be able to get rid of them. We may have them for our entire life. Then that's okay. But make space for them. Put them to the side and decide, okay, even in spite of how I feel about this or even in spite of me feeling uh, fearful about not being good enough, I still have a birth in front of me. I still have a role in front of me. I still have an experience coming, and I want to take charge and drive. I'm not going to let these fears drive me. They can be there, but I'm not going to give them attention. And so once once, once she recognizes that, then honestly, it just takes a couple of easy techniques with with breathing and and strengthening her body before birth along with that intention and awareness that we've just set and it's going to turn her birth into more pleasurable than painful just because of that awareness and choice within her brain and it's really really powerful yeah mhm yeah, so it really kind of tra- it's like a, basically an entire paradigm transformation for her. Yes, yes, and it's incredible because <laughs> you know I I I talk to mom so often that say you know oh I'll 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 try I'll try to have a natural birth and I'll 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 see how it goes, and and I I encourage them and that's great, but in the back of my mind I know. I'm like, no, this mom is not taking the steps that she needs to take. And just trying to wing it is not, is not always going to work. And, but with this new awareness that we've discussed, it, it makes such a huge shift of, of commitment and commit and conviction for her and her birth. And that makes a much bigger difference than, you know, doing the exact exercises she needs to do, which are important, you know, but it's really, there's so much at play in our minds that we can control. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that a birthing woman's mind is, is just so <laughs> powerful, you know, and what she thinks and like how she views things is really important. And, you know, like you said, just getting to this place where she's ready to make that level of commitment. So where does she yes. go next? So, you know, she's really had this shift. She realized, I love the way that you said, 
you know, you can just put these fears aside and you, you, the birthing woman, decide, you know, to be in control. Sorry, ladies, Phoenix has also got thoughts on this. Um, he also talking <laughs> okay. in the background. Anyways, apparently he's excited. But, you know, so you've decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and I like the way you said we don't have to let, you know, we don't, we don't have to get rid of the fears. They may still be there, but we can decide not to let them be in control. So she's, de- she's mm-hmm. made that decision. And she's really embraced this power as a birthing woman and, and just that she can be the one that's, that's doing this and not letting, not letting the fears dictate her. So where does she go from there with preparing for her birth experience? Oh, great question. So the next thing I like to share is something I'm, I'm sure you've heard about, Kristen, is the fear-pain-tension cycle. And what – so let me give you an example of what this means and, and where we're going to go from here. Imagine that someone has, like, poked at you with a knife. And what's your automatic reaction when someone, <laughs> someone pokes you with a knife? Ouch. <laughs> or what are you yeah. thinking? <laughs> You're going to, like, automatically, like, tense up and jerk away, Right. You want to get away yeah. from that, that pain. And so in reaction to pain, our body automatically tenses up and tries to get away from it. And so the same thing is going to happen to a mom that has a contraction. And because there, you've got a muscle in, in her birthing canal that is moving really strongly in a, in a dramatic way and it can feel painful at first. And so when a mom feels a contraction, her immediate natural response is to tense up and try to get away from that feeling, right? Yeah. But we can't, we can't get away from that feeling because it's inside of us, right? And so, these, and so a natural reaction is to just, you know, tense up and hold our breath and, oh, wait, just, oh, I'm going to get through this, right? And it's actually the last thing that she wants to do because... A natural cycle with how our nerves through our brain and our hormones and how all this fits together is if we allow tension to happen, it's going to feed this negative loop of fear, pain, tension. And when we feel tension, it increases pain, which increases fear, right? And we just, we just spent the whole last 15 minutes talking about how we don't want to let the fears drive. Right? Yeah. So this natural cycle that can take place, if a mom doesn't realize that she needs to get rid of tension, she's just going to feed these fears and feed this pain without knowing it. Okay. Another, and so with that in mind, let me explain a separate exercise. If you have someone squeezing on a pressure point, say on your arm or your leg, if they're squeezing your that muscle on you as tight as they possibly can, you can either be completely relaxed while they do it or you can tense up and try to get away. Now, if you have someone squeezing that muscle on you and you are completely relaxed the entire time, it is going to be very bearable and it's not going to be painful at all. But if you are not completely relaxed and they try to squeeze that muscle as hard as they can, it's going to hurt and you're going to want to punch them. Yeah. And it, yeah. And so, uh, 
what happens is if a mom is going to relax through these contractions, she's releasing any added tension, she's not going to feel increased pain, and thus she's going to be able to keep her fears at bay. And so one thing I love to teach is that in order to defeat this fear-pain-tension cycle, a key piece to that is to eliminate tension through relaxing during labor. And it's not as... It's not a natural reaction, right, like we've talked about. (laughs) We naturally want to tense up. But what a mom can do is learn simple techniques through, you know, meditation, uh, progressive muscle relaxation, imagery, any way that she loves to, that, that works best for her, that she loves in order to teach her muscles to completely relax while she's having contractions, and thus she can step out of that fear-pain-tension cycle and and uh, reinforce a much better pleasurable experience even during labor just by relaxing. Wouldn't you want to just relax while you're having a baby? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so that's, that is one of the key pieces that uh, a natural birthing mom is going to want to learn how to master is how to relax and do it deeply and do it intentionally so that as soon as she feels a contraction come on, she can decide, oh, okay, here comes one. I'm going to relax. And I teach a lot of techniques on how to do this that are so simple. You can learn them in just a few minutes. Uh, probably, uh, we probably wouldn't be able to talk about all of them on here today. But it's when a mom learns how to trigger that, then she's in for a much better ride, a much ple- more pleasurable experience, which is which is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think I think what you said about you know her working on it and picking something that that resonates with her, and then just like working on it through pregnancy, so that it's a tool that she can really kind of fall back on, even on autopilot, I think during labor, you know, things are really intense. So you do, you know, it sometimes takes an effort to bring in a relaxation exercise, but especially if she's really worked with it throughout pregnancy, it comes, yes. it comes much more easily to her. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I would, I always recommend doing it every single night after you, you get into bed. You can practice it as you fall asleep. Uh, yeah, which helps you fall asleep for one. Yeah, helps you get to sleep. <laughs> and um, but it's it's just a perfect setting because you're uh, you're teaching your body to just fall asleep. On the other hand, too, but uh, that's what I love to do. Another example I like to use is so sometimes that doesn't resonate with moms. Um, you know, oh, you know, Sarah, I I I don't get this whole meditative thing or relaxation state and it and it doesn't quite click with them and so I share this other example where we've we've talked about already uh fear pain tension and then we've also talked about using our mind the sensations in our body and how uh the same pathways of our brain light up during those sensations, right? So I share yeah. there's there's some mothers that they just they just really want to, you know, what what can I do to absolutely ensure that I have a pleasurable birth? And 
So I share this comparison with them. I say, okay, let's think about this. When you, knowing all that we've discussed beforehand, when you have a contraction, what's happening is your vaginal wall and your cervix is dilating, right? It, it, the muscles are squeezing and separating really dramatically, right? And yeah. that is where most of our, our labor contractions are felt, is in our, our vaginal wall and in our cervix. Well, this awesome thing about how these can be pleasurable is that the same thing is happening when you're having an orgasm. When you're being intimate with your partner, with your husband, your vaginal wall and cervix is contracting over and over and over again in a very yeah. similar way, just like an orgasm. Now, con contractions and pushing out a baby, it's, it's a slower muscle contraction where with an orgasm it's fast and repetitive, but it's the same muscle. It's the same hormones. It's the same sensations. It's the same brain patterns being lit up. And so when we release the tension and we relax and we think about the love we have for our baby, the love we have for our partner, we're, we're reinforcing these positive hormonal pathways in our body. And when a mom recognizes that, oh, my heck, yeah, it's the same muscles that give me an orgasm, that is the key to understanding how to have a pleasurable birth. When you fit all these little pieces together and recognize, you know, or or you could even look at it like, have you ever been in the middle of an intimate, intimate experience with your husband and you're tense and uncomfortable and you just want it to be over and you don't like it? And it doesn't feel good. <laughs> or I think many women would say yes. <laughs> yes. Or on the other hand, if you decide, okay, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to just show love to my husband. Those experiences, we have a much better, more pleasurable experience, correct? I think we yeah. all, I think we'd all agree. The same thing goes for having a baby. The same thing goes for birth because all of these same things are at play. And so if a mom wants to have a really pleasurable birth, she can walk through the fear exercises we've talked about. She can learn how to master her relaxing, and she can induce feelings within her for love, for her partner, for love, for her baby, and put herself in that same mindset and that same framework and she will feel so much better. And she will have contractions that actually feel dang good. And that's, that's really all it is. That's really all it is. And, uh, but it's amazing how many moms don't know this. And, uh, so that's, that's what I love to teach because it kind of blows their minds sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think it is mind blowing. I know that one of the things, like, I've just, I felt like, especially in my last few labors, that just like, you know, the the power and the energy of the contraction is it's really yeah. overwhelming and you almost, you know, you almost have to, have to do something with it. And so I think I, I think I read this in Spiritual Midwifery where, you know, of course they're all talking about hippie things there, but I still, I, I still <laughs> find, have a, a place in my heart for those stories because they were there for me when I got pregnant with my first. But anyways, yeah. you know, in one of them she's talking about, 
um, the moms and, you know, the moms kissing the dads. And I've never been able to really, you know, do like the kind of smooching that they talk about in those stories, but I've always, you know, I've kissed Scott on the cheek or on his shoulder if I was leaning on his shoulder just because there's so much energy with the birth and you want to do something. And, you know, I've always thought, you know, just giving him, giving him a little bit of that energy in the form of, of those little kisses on his cheek or his shoulder. And it, it always helped me a lot to to take and, you know, transform that power from, like you were saying, something that's overwhelming or painful into something that's, you know, that's really purposeful and loving. And even yeah. when I think back on those labors now, you know, it's it's a part of the labor that I treasure because it was me, you know, giving him something and helping me and my baby at the same time. So I do think it's a really, you know, it's a really cool thing to think about. Yeah, and I really like that uh, because, so, you know, a lot of moms, they really want their husband there. They really want to connect with them and help them feel a part of it. And that's one thing they absolutely can do, which is which is great. I like how you described that. I I was always a mom that I... In labor, I just didn't want to be touched. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, like, even by my husband, I, I, I didn't want to be touched because I wanted, I wanted to be focused and in the zone. But what I would do is in my visualization and in my relaxed state, in my mind, is I would picture the most relaxing place that I had ever been to with my husband. And I pictured him there in my mind. And it was on a beach in Mexico at sunrise, and I would just live there in my mind. Oh yeah. During <laughs> during my labor, and it I it's just one of the most powerful things that worked for me. That was great, and I put my husband there in my mind, and I would think about you know how much love I had for him and and what we experienced together, and it really it really helped too. So whatever whatever a mom whatever she's comfortable with doing to incorporate those feelings, whether it be, you know, physical in person or, or in her mind with what she's envisioning, I, anything goes, really, because your mind doesn't know the difference. Yeah. And it's still working great. Yeah. 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 I know another thing that came to my mind, too, is, um, like, talking about putting love out. And I think this one's especially good like for a single mom who may be thinking, you know, well, I'm not going to think about him right now, but is one of the things that <laughs> yeah. helps has, that's helped students that I've worked with is thinking about their baby. And I know you mentioned like the love for their baby and just you know picturing their baby. I did an I did another podcast interview with a doula, and she shared a story about how the mom was really having a difficult time, and she knew that the mom had made an ultrasound picture of the lock screen on her phone, and so the doula picked up phone and just turned it on so the mom could see the lock screen and, and, you know, just encouraged her to remember, you know, this is the little person that you're working with. This is who you're doing that for. And she said it really just transformed the mom because she was able to think, you know, I'm working with my baby. I love my baby. My baby's coming to me. And so I think, you know, it's just, it is so powerful to be able to think that we can focus on love and, and, you know, focusing on the baby really does help a lot of moms and remembering that, there is going to be a baby at the end of this. <laughs> oh yeah, so absolutely for moms. Yeah, focusing on the baby in the same loving way will do will work 
just just as well too if if a mom's if a mom would rather do that which which is great i'm glad you brought that up because it even works really well with breastfeeding and letting milk come down is by thinking about how much you love that baby because then it triggers those hormones to work in the same way which is great yeah yeah, it's really powerful to know how much our minds can help us bring out these hormonal responses that, that you know, they uh-huh. help us be the mom that we want, to be the powerful woman that we want to be during labor. It's really encouraging. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Once once a mom uses that to her advantage, she's, you know, she's unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that, unstoppable. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sarah, well... Why don't you tell us where, you know, you said that you have resources for moms that can help them. Can you tell us where they can find out more from you? Oh, absolutely. Um, My website is called MyNaturalBabyBirth.com, and I have tons of resources there. But if, if she would like to read more about these relaxation techniques that I've mentioned here, she can go to MyNaturalBabyBirth.com slash relax. And she can get uh, my book there that digs really deep into all of the things that she can do uh, to master her relaxation. And uh, I don't have the course open right now, but I do have a master class going on uh, that's live. And we talk about three secrets of how to best prepare for a natural birth. And she can... You can go to mynaturalbabybirth.com slash masterclass and, and get registered for that. And I would love to, I look forward to any and all moms that are there because we have a great time answering questions and just, just opening up a lot of doors, uh, for these moms that realize, that don't realize how many options they have. So, and, uh, they can, you know, anyone can always email me at sarah at mynaturalbabybirth.com too. And I love, I love hearing from anyone with questions. So it's been great. Thank you so much for having me on, Kristen. Cool. Well, thank you, Sarah. I'm so glad that you were here and everything you shared. It's been really even informative and eye-opening for me. So I'll be sure to include those resources in the show notes, ladies, for those of you that want to go check the podcast page for them. And thank you again, Sarah. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. I just want to say thanks to Sarah again. That was really great. So thought-provoking, so inspiring. I appreciate her so much for coming on and for sharing, and I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I just wanted to repeat what Sarah said about getting in contact with her because Phoenix was being pretty noisy. So if you want to get her book on how you can really harness the power of relaxation during your book, go to mynaturalbabybirth.com slash relax. And like she said, her she runs her master class live, so it's not open right now, but you can jump on the waiting list by going to mynaturalbabybirth.com slash master class. So you can check out her book at mynaturalbabybirth.com slash relax or the master class at mynaturalbabybirth.com slash master class. And of course, her website and all of the resources available there are at mynaturalbabybirth.com. So again, thanks to Sarah, and I thank you so much for listening and for checking out the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. I've got a great episode for you next week, so I look forward to talking to you then. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. 
For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.